You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. The ultimate authority is our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And yet our tendency is to run. Anybody here maybe running from God? Maybe you've been running. Onesimus ran to Rome because he thought he could mix in with the crowd. You know, you can be here and think, well, I'll just mix in with the crowd. Oh, yes. You can run from God, but you cannot hide. And he loves you enough. He's the hound of heaven, and he's going to chase you, and he's going to come after you because he wants to save you. Have you been running from Jesus, trying to blend in with the crowd, but knowing all the while there's something missing from your soul? If that describes you today, it's time to come home. Jesus is waiting for you with open arms, ready to forgive your sins and wash you clean. Pastor Danny will remind you just how much your Savior loves you, enough to come to earth and die on a cross for your sins. Jesus will fill that emptiness inside of you with His grace and love and peace. What are you waiting for? Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Philemon chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. Listen, biblically, you understand this. Freedom is not the absence of authority. Romans tells us nobody lives to himself and nobody dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. Even if you're not a Christian, you die. You'll you'll stand before your Creator. Freedom. Freedom. It's not the absence of authority. Freedom is recognizing God-ordained authority in my life and then saying, Lord, I know that's from you. I'll submit because I know that's, that's the place of blessing. And the ultimate authority, of course. The ultimate authority is our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And yet our tendency is to run. Anybody here maybe running from God? Maybe you've been running. Onesimus ran to Rome because he thought he could mix in with the crowd. You know, you can be here and think, well, I'll just mix in with the crowd. Oh, yes. You can run from God, but you cannot hide. And he loves you enough. He's the hound of heaven, and he's going to chase you, and he's going to come after you because he wants to save you. You understand? From yourself and from the devil. I don't know who you are. I don't know how long you've been running, but... Don't you want to right now as the Holy Spirit is reaching down in your soul and your heart and drawing you to Jesus Christ, don't you want to stop running? Come on. Don't you want to come home to a heavenly Father that wants to cancel your debt, forgive you, bury the past? Lord, in the deepest sea, don't you want to come home to a heavenly Father who just wants to shower you with grace and mercy and then take you to a home in heaven that you can't even comprehend? Come on, if that's you, you pray it from your heart. I'm just leading you in the prayer. You're praying to Him. You pray it from your heart. He's listening. Say, dear heavenly Father, forgive me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In Jesus' name. You prayed that prayer. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you. If you have another Christian in your life, tell them today. You need to do that. 
we know Onesimus went back, and I have to assume when he got back, Philemon did more than what Paul was even asking. And that's our challenge. Finally, just in the last few minutes I have, look. If you're breathing, if you're breathing over the last few days, you've been offended by somebody, more than likely. Uh, if you've been married more than a day, look, come on now. Even the best Christian marriage has struggles. Even the best Christian marriage, because we still got a sin nature. Marriage is one of the greatest tests of Christianity to me. And the longer you're married, the greater the test. That's just a fact. It's just the truth. Some of us have been wronged, terribly wronged, by a husband, by a wife, by a former husband, by a former wife, by a son, by a daughter, by a mom, by a dad. Oh, my goodness, the terrible things that sometimes happen to children when they're young. Awful. Go with me one last scripture, okay? One last scripture. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 Verse 15, Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. And if he listens to you, well, you've won your brother over. You're back in fellowship again. If he doesn't listen, take witnesses. If they don't listen, if they don't li- doesn't listen then, take it to the leadership of the church, and then the church will handle it appropriately. That's the loose thing he's saying there. That's, that's the summary of it. And in light of that, uh, verse 21, then Peter came to Jesus and he said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. Now the rabbis taught, and he's talking about seven times in a day. The rabbis taught three times in a day. That, and you're really spiritual if you can do it three times in one day. Same brother. So Jesus is more than doubling it. And he's thinking he's really spiritual. Lord, seven times? And Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 77. In some translations, 70 times seven. That's not a mathematical equation. The message is clear. You keep forgiving him because you're to live a life of forgiveness. That's what he's saying. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man owed him 10,000 talents, and he was brought to him. 10,000 talents, that's more than he could pay. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt into slavery. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I'll pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant, who had been forgiven more than he could repay, went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him, began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I'll pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and he had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And in anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. And then Jesus makes this amazing statement. This is, how you're, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. The meaning of the parable is not difficult to deduce. 
the one who had the debt that's so massive he can't ever repay it, and yet he was shown mercy and forgiven? That's you and me. That's those who have put faith in Christ. And that same one had been forgiven a debt that he could never, ever repay goes out and won't forgive someone of a much lesser debt. Now, with that, you need to understand. I need to understand. We need to understand. There's no offense anybody can do to us anything in life, and some terrible things can happen to us through other human beings, but there's no offense against us that even comes close to our offense against God. Not even close. Ain't even in the same ballpark. What a challenge we have. Ephesians 4.32, bear with one another and put up with one another. Forgive one another just as Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.13, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. James chapter 2, you judge with mercy because judgment without mercy will be shown to those who are not merciful because we're being judged by the law of mercy, not law. What a Savior. Don't you just hear Jesus as you just imagine him on the cross? And I mean, here he is. He hasn't done anything wrong. You talk about being offended and being wronged. And he hangs on the cross, shedding his blood, and he cries out before, before he breathes his last. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Man, you talk about love. <laughs> wow. And those that had come to know him and the Holy Spirit had entered into them and now... The love of Christ is flowing through them. You see Stephen, the first martyr of the early church, and they're pelting him with stones. And before he dies, it says he fell on his knees, and he cried out, Father, don't hold this sin against them. You find Paul, 2 Timothy chapter 4. We just looked at it a few weeks ago. Alexander, the pagan metal worker that did him a great deal of harm, he said, the Lord will repay him. I'm not going to retaliate. And then he stood in his first court appearance there. He said, all the Christians deserted him. May it not be held against them. That's my challenge. That's your challenge. Well, let me tell you very, very quickly. Very, please don't lose me here. This is such an important message. What happens? Even as a Christian, okay, as a Christian, if I choose not to forgive the way I'm forgiven, what happens? Number one, I'm imprisoned by my Heavenly Father. I'm given over to the jailers to be tortured. The sore is left open. I can't free myself from the past. I live in the past. That same hurt, that hurt just remains. It festers. It, it just, it, I, I don't have any peace. I don't have any joy. I'm jailed. I'm tortured. The gospel message is more than just a message you hear at church. It's an entire lifestyle change that's unique to each and every follower of Christ. The Word of God is meant to change you and change the way you interact with the world around you. You're meant to live the Word, not just read it. Has Jesus had that kind of effect on your life? We're so glad that you joined us for today's edition of The Living Word. Pastor Danny Hodges has been teaching through the book of Philemon a letter written by the Apostle Paul that contains a powerful and personal message. We hope that your faith has been encouraged by what you've heard today. If you'd like to explore more of Pastor Danny's teachings from the Word of God, you can do so by visiting our website, ccf.com. 
S-T-P-E-T-E dot church. Just click on sermons to be directed to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe. That way you'll never miss a new edition of The Living Word. Are you listening in the St. Petersburg area right now? If so, we have a special invitation for you. Pastor Danny and all of us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship would love to have you join us for our weekend services. We gather on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. And your presence would be such a blessing to us. Find out more and get directions at ccfstpete.church. Once more, that website is ccfstpete.church. Thanks for tuning in today. We pray you continue to seek Jesus every day and grow in your relationship with Him. Join us next time to hear another message from Scripture right here on The Living Word.